are back with another episode of the nail, nail cutter. cutter. Woohoo! What are we talking about today? Before we talk about what we're talking about today, we have a guest with us. <laughs> yes, we do. Hey. A very good friend. Yes, girl. <laughs> and she's going to be joining us as we discuss everything image and self-love. Tasha, we're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. <laughs> I know. On this important like... day. <laughs> <laughs> Just this that everybody knows. We, we have our wine, so when we start crying, it's the wine. <laughs> it's not... Um... <laughs> Whining down. <laughs> no blaming on the alcohol. No, no, no. Everybody is responsible for everything that comes out of their mouth. Fine. <laughs> Agreed. No pressure, no pressure. Agreed. Okay, so we've been having this really interesting conversation about uh, body image and our journeys through it. All of us are very distinctively different. Mm. And um, I, I suppose the joke here is that while we may be different, our struggles seem to be very similar. Very much That's so. True. So maybe we will start with you, Shantae. Mm. Girl. Hey girl. Let us on for us a bit. Like, <laughs> give us a bit of Give this. us your experience yes. with this issue. Yeah, with body image and your journey with it. And how far you've come from that time. Cause... Okay, where do I start? Anyway, it, this, this is such a huge topic. I don't know where to start, but body image. I think we're actually talking about image generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, correct. It could be body, it could be just the way you see yourself as an individual yes and you've talked about this before yeah. especially about what perception when we're talking about mindset yeah yeah so you know you you did mention about your thoughts on how you viewed yourself mm. especially in the intellectual realm yeah so now you know let's make this a more holistic journey for all of us girl mm. Mm. <laughs> image you know, when it becomes personal, it's deep. Yeah. And, you, you know, you have to sometimes go to places where you don't even want to go. Mm. And think about your earliest um, memories of how you see yourself. And for me, it just comes down to the fact that when I was a child, mm -hmm. I was very confident. I didn't have any issues. Really? At all. Mm. Um, I wasn't shy. I don't think I was shy. And when my parents described me, actually, funny story, recently I was, um, I was on TikTok and mm -hmm. there's this challenge mm -hmm. which is asking people, what's your name, what's your African name and what does it mean? Mm -hmm. So can you imagine that all these years, mm -hmm. I didn't know what my, I didn't really know what my name meant. Kerunj. No, Kakangaga. Meaning? So the thing is that I knew that I was named after uh, like an uncle, a relative, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what my name meant. So because of this, obviously I had to go and ask my dad and he told me your name is, your name means uh, a papyrus plant. But the way he said it was so dramatic. He said something about a beautiful aquatic <laughs> papyrus plant. And I remember that's how I was introduced. Like every time you go and, and visit and your parents are introducing you. This is my mm. daughter Nina, and I remember they would tell. Someone would ask, "What does her name mean?" And he would say something dramatic. But you're a child; you don't really understand or hear. Yeah. yeah. But I just remember thinking, "I'm a dog chick." Of like, course. You know? <laughs> so parents actually even yes, help in boosting really, this 
they really image of yourself eh? mm. they really do so i think as a child i was very confident that's nice um i don't remember having any major issues mm. until maybe hmm, i think maybe when i started going to school and i think that's when I think that's when it goes downhill for many of us. Because you know when you're a child, you're at home and you're around people that you're love cocooned. you. Yeah. And they're pr- singing your praises. Okay, I, I know it doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah. Some people have very yeah. traumatic and pleasant child yeah. experiences. At home yeah. even. Yes. But if you come from a, a healthy family background, yeah. which I did, thankfully, mm. um, I didn't have any any issues in my home imbi- environment until I went to school, and then um, your teachers start comparing you with other kids. Yeah. So you be you're not smart enough. But these teachers also. I know that's where it all starts from. Like you know, I agree. Mm. Um, I, I feel that uh, a lot of our, I think we have a commonality in terms of our families may have been, the structures may not have been the same, but. The general feel was similar. We grew up with in two parent households. Very close knit. And what's the right word? Stable. Yeah. Stable. Yeah. 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 Homes. Yeah. So um so then our challenges I believe would have happened externally. Mm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's um, very true, I agree. Because for me it was you know, similar to yours. I was I was the last born in my home and there was always this whole story about last borns just being special. I I really spoiled. Yes, I was really the apple of my parents' eye, I, I felt at the time. Yeah. I was I, I I thought or I feel at least at this time that I had a really, really good childhood. And especially my home life was, like you said, Tasha, very stable. Um, very it's on loving. external issues. Yes. Like, then, you know, you go to school and yes, suddenly there is a, a comparison, right? Yeah. There's a larger landscape for competitiveness. And competition is not just academic. It's about behavior. It's about what you look like. It's about, mm. you know, teachers poking holes at your family. Mm-hmm. Huh? You think just your father your is this. Yes. You know, they ah, yes, you know? You introduce yourself. Oh, my name is this. My name is this. And there was also this whole thing of, um, like you, Tasha, you, you mentioned this about uh, tribes. In Uganda, we tribes. have about 54 tribes, I believe. Mm. I might be wrong. Mm. But also just the, your second name, your tribal name. Yes. If maybe your your class teacher was from a different tribe and your name is from a different tribe that maybe he doesn't perceive as yeah. equal as his, yes. suddenly that child was also put in a box. And then oh. you have to also acknowledge that teachers, and this is not to be disparaging of teachers, but at least in my experience, while I was younger, the teachers I had, there was a bit of a complex built in there. Teaching at that time was relegated to people who had been passed over from doing other jobs, mm-hmm. you know? So teaching was the, the degree you got when you'd been passed over from, from, you know, being a doctor or engineer or whatever other thing. Because you like your fourth do. choice. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was the fall, 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 fall back position, right? Mm-hmm. And so people, I think people carried a lot of their own bitterness and insecurity to that and there's always True. looking for that soft easy target yeah. and i'm beginning to believe that the easiest target is the person who comes with a bubble of security around them and like they say hurt yeah. people hurt people yes it's actually Correct. very true and yeah. it's a cycle so yeah. you, you hurt someone 
because your heart yeah they become heart yes. they do the same thing and the cycle continues yes. and it becomes a whole lineage of just yeah hurt people hurting people yeah i know but i'm going to just a point where mm. i no longer make excuses for adults mm. i agree oh with my you my god um this teacher must have had i as in that really doesn't matter because at some point we have to break this cycle mm. and adults have to become responsible for that but you see the issue they, that we have and mostly yeah. in african countries and yes. males and that mm. you see when you have experienced something traumatic mm. whether as a child or teen or whatever it is most of us don't deal with it this we just let it define it. us yes and yeah yeah for example like i tell people that going for therapy going to see a counselor is very healthy it's a very healthy habit I but in our, in our in our country in our continent it's like no uh see, counseling is for the western world it's for weak people yeah. mostly maybe women or whatever but in actual sense it is a very healthy i agree thing to 100%, do and it's yes. a very brave thing to go and talk about your pain talk about your harsh experiences yeah. that's actually a brave thing but in in our culture here it's the complete really opposite that. of what it's actually it actually is mm. but thankfully now maybe there's more awareness things of it are changing things are changing bit. but yeah. now those who are like before us or before you know older people they didn't have they don't have that kind of so then what know, was your earliest memory of you suddenly being judged for your body whatever the aspect or the element of your body was what is your earliest memory i was a very tall and lanky kid so <laughs> <laughs> i was teased for that i was called a giraffe mm. oh, so boy. i hated my height so much mm-hmm. i was like this height is unnecessary where am i this tall <laughs> like i'm still a child you know and it was a very honestly it was very depressing for me mm. and my mom tried to help take that away from me for many years it didn't work for a long time mm. eventually i got over it but it took it took a lot of unnecessary pain for me to go through to actually reach a point where i'm like you know i love my height my height is beautiful yeah, yeah. but as a child oh, i hated i used to slouch it was terrible yeah that's the first thing i remember mm. for my as early as i can go back in my memory do you so feel where did that it come from because clearly when you were at home i don't think anybody no. told you that you were too tall no i mean like... i had a tall dad yes i had a, i had tall uncles so my dad's brothers when did you have in school obviously kids yeah. like so you said was it school just kids, kids or did teachers also were there adults contributing to this discussion i only remember kids yeah. calling me giraffe oh, <laughs> imagine yeah. and a giraffe is actually a beautiful creature it really is you have very yes. long neck but in that moment i was like that's an insult yeah. i'm being called an animal because because you you stand out to the old exactly yeah. exactly and i was like why me yeah. but you know luckily i got over it but imagine the number of other things which could have happened to me or even other kids happened to other kids which are more traumatic yes, which stay with them into adulthood right. they carry this baggage into their relationships their workplaces their character mm-hmm. becomes that yeah. you know and everything something's trigger you where you like react where you shouldn't react where mm-hmm. you are defensive you shouldn't be defensive you overreact and you're like where exactly and it's a it's a place which hasn't been repaired or fixed or looked into and it remains with you and as long as we don't learn to deal with these things they just keep it's a cycle it yeah, keeps happening over it does. and over and over again yeah exactly yeah. exactly what about you what was your experience 
in terms of image yes the, the the earliest memory you have of someone pointing out something that was different and that made you feel bad yeah yeah about yourself <sighs> first of all um if you guys are listening we've done like a few podcasts earlier and one of the things we were talking about was mindset yeah and i shared a little bit about my earliest childhood memories and um, I talked about how when I was in when I was younger, I repeated mm. a class in, mm-hmm. in uh, two classes in primary school. Mm. So that was already a thing. I was already too old for my class. Mm. So the I was obviously taller than most of my classmates. Yeah. And then I remember the thing that I was most insecure about when I was a young I, when I was young is that I had big lips i still have big full lips but now you embrace them but i've kind of grown into them and yeah. i'm like as in I'm, they're not going anywhere yeah yeah as the, people oh, yeah. are getting they're now and people love them people love them what are you saying there's no surgery to make your lips small are you there sure probably is there probably is anything now and i remember being teased about that oh my god you have the biggest mouth that ever lived mm. Yeah. And I was very insecure about that for the longest time. Mm. But the good thing about growing up is that you grow out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Some and, people do. Not and, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. When you embrace it and you realize that you really can't, well, you can't do something about it. But if it's not that, it's not a dire situation. So it's was it you, like on your own, you came to realize this on your own of like, I have full lips? I don't think I, this is me. I realized it on my own. I think someone pointed it out and then I noticed it about myself. No, I mean like when you came to embrace your full lips, mm-hmm. what happened for you to actually now decide to embrace them? Or what I was like, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, so you just chose to, to just, I just chose love to them, the, love yourself the way you are? The way I, you sti- are. I actually still don't like my lips. I really? Don't. What? I do not. It doesn't show. You know, I, I guess that the, the advantage of growing up is you begin to accept it is such a magical I'm thing. Like, as in, how is my how are my big lips? Are they going to stop me from getting a job? Mm. No. Mm. Are they going to stop me from doing the things that I want to do? No. Mm. It's not like I have a disability. That's how I looked at it. I think. Yeah. As like this is how I was created, mm. and embrace it. And you and the thing is that people have this thing of. Oh my God! You have to love everything about yourself to be a confident person. I don't yeah. believe that. Yeah. There are things about myself that I still don't like. I wish I could change. Accept your imperfections. If I had, like, if 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 someone gave me a bunch of money, yeah, I think I'm one of those people that would go and do some work on myself. Mm. I I'm not proud of saying. What would that. you Hopefully do? Hopefully, by no, the time by the no, time let me tell it, you, it happens, we're all in the I same will... boat. <laughs> I won't lie to yeah. you. I'll probably do something, something. Like what? Just I'll definitely make my lips smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's so ironic. Isn't it? I'm very certain someone will be listening to me and just thinking, like, you foolish, what the hell? foolish How many people have, have, have got fillers, injections to right? make even bigger than yours? Yes. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's so funny. Like, the stuff that you, you admire about other people Yeah. is... You know what I would crazy. do? If what? I had like a whole bunch of money and I could, I could do like work on myself, uh-huh. first of all, I'll do a boob lift. <laughs> Let me start there. And a small reduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, I hate wearing bras. Mm-hmm. They're the 
most mm. uncomfortable thing. Mm. Getting my size is a nightmare. Yeah. It's many bust to cup ratio. It's just yeah. a headache it's for me. Yes. It sometimes it's painful when you wear bras. Back issues. When you have it's, it's a legit a bigger bust. So I would do a a, a lift and a small reduction, like to a C cup or a D cup. Mm. And then I'll probably okay. This is not something I would really do on a whim, unless I really feel like you know I'm tired of this of, of this struggle. Yeah, like maybe some lipo tummy waist. Yes, no lipo, not tuck. Just like, yeah, I guess the lipo thing. Yeah, but that would be like like a very like not immediate thing. But the boob thing, yeah. there I would do immediately. Unnecessary without change. thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, the boobs, definitely. I'll do my boobs for sure. My earliest um, challenge mm -hmm. with uh, what I looked like was with the color of my skin. Okay. I am I'm darker skinned and um, I, I remember there was a stereotype about I'm, I'm two parts of two different tribes. Tribes. And there is one tribe that is particularly or at least was particularly demonized if for no other word it was always ridiculed and always put down for a lot of the time i was growing up and so people would always be making these comments about yeah. people from that tribe and the problem is for me it translated to shame mm -hmm. i was ashamed to be that tribe that tribe yeah right and so i always leaned on on the side that was not you know the, the other tribe that was mm -hmm. not right mm -hmm. ah, but i'm not i'm not that i am i'm i'm, I'm something I'm else yes and it was it, it, it um for a very very long time i realized that while i was young a lot younger anyway mm. that was that was my identity crisis identity. yeah that i did not want to be identified as this one tribe because everyone associated it with people being all these negative stereotypes about them being you know um um security guards or um, being thieves or being um you know they had all of these negative stereotypes uh, against this particular tribe and truly if you think about it it was very contextually biased yeah but kids are kids and again kids do not pull, pull these things out of a vacuum they hear these they things from, from some place from somewhere yeah. and we all we had this whole idea that or at least the school I went to, they had this idea that the darker skinned you are, the lesser of a human being, yeah. I suppose, you yeah. are. So imagine right. our very own Africans doing this to the fellow Africans. Yeah. So imagine How, what we expect yeah. from white people. Yeah. Other mm. yeah. Yeah, so skin that, colors. That was my, my, my struggle. Now I think about it and I'm like, I wish that was my only struggle. Because... Then right I now, things piled on. Hey, I'm curious. Like when you were young, when you were a child, and you mm. had all these things, like how did how did it make you feel? Like, is it something that you dwelt on and you thought about? And did you actually think it was true? Because there are certain things that people would say that even I, as a child, I realize it's not true. Mm. But because it's being said so much... Repeatedly. It's being said repeatedly. You know that it's wrong, but who are you to come out and say, okay, this is wrong? You just kind of go with the flow of things and just accept that this is the way things are. So, um, a lot of my experience, like I said, what I primarily felt as a result was shame. Mm. Shame of being... 
not even embarrassment by the way shame, shame. over i am ashamed that this is i'm half of this yeah yes yeah but then what sort of cushioned it was i always knew that when i came back home i my, my my so my mother's side is the side that you know was always being critiqued and ridiculed my mother came from what ideally would be royalty right so there's always that cushion when I would come home yeah. that, you know, the daughter of royalty becomes by extension, you yes. know, royalty. So there was always that cushion. And I saw the way my dad treated the people from this tribe. Mm. I saw the respect and the dignity okay. that he gave to these people, yeah. right? His brothers-in-law, his, all the, the, the people that he had to, because, you know, it's, it's now a merged family so mm -hmm. yeah. you know he had and i used to see how he would treat them with so much respect like you know your intellectuals and he mm. always used to tell me oh you know the people from your mother's tribe are very learned they're very clever and and there was there was proof there was evidence Indeed. right of doctors and lawyers and all mm. of these brilliant people who came from that tribe mm. so it, it was it was while i would be shamed by it in the moment of when people would be talking and, you know, kids would be, aha, you know, whatever. Um, when I'd come back to the context of my family, it was always a whole other, you know, when you're young, different things, it, it's just there for the moment, right? Yeah. And I can't tell you when I sort of snapped out of, of that whole idea. But you snapped to, out of it eventually. Yes, I did. Yeah. To finally recognize that, listen, I am one, one whole of two halves mm. and I have to recognize that um there is every aspect of that in me mm. and i i need to be okay with it yeah because trying to run away from it uh i, I know i used to look at lighter skinned children and think oh my god i wish <laughs> you know i wish i wish that was I me understand. but yeah. i never was yeah. and, and even within tribes like you have one tribe but within those tribes mm. there are those sects Mm. So sometimes you are ashamed. Like for example, the the my dad's tribe mm. is the more, so to speak, royal sect of it. Yeah. Then there's the like the servants yeah. or something. Right. So we are on the lesser side, right? right? Mm -hmm. So even at some point, you even feel ashamed to say, "Yeah, I'm from this." Because people will be like, "Ah, you're the cattle keepers. You're the servants or whatever." Yeah. So imagine even within a, a, a tribe itself, there are those sects, separations. Those, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 very crazy. And even they actually even to this day, some of these people implement that stigma mm -hmm. within the tribe. Mm. And I'm like, in this day and age, yeah. it is really it's crazy. It yeah. is really bad. Yeah. So. It's, it's so many things, honestly. So yeah. many things. But I, so this brings us to the point of self-love. Mm. Instilling self-love, how do we even get to that point? It's easier said than done, like we, we discussed earlier on. Self-love, getting to the point of self-love and acceptance and just being at peace with who you are and what you've achieved so far in the hopes of achieving more later on. But mm -hmm. like just being at peace with who you are and not coveting other people's things too much, other people's journeys or other people's uh, property and who they are. Yeah. Getting to that point. Mm. So many different... Some people come to oh, yeah. self-actualization, which is much easier. Others go to therapy. Others, I don't know. What do you guys... How did you guys get to that point? Because I know Nina, of course, for you, you seem comfortable in who you are. <laughs> you too. So... How did we get here? How did you get there? 
and who helped you what happened yeah nina you go first now guide okay let me see uh i think for me what helped me is i tapped into my artistic side mm. Mm. and the thing with the thing that i appreciate so much about creative people yeah is that you can be anything <laughs> you first of all you can be everything and we very quickly recognize our flaws mm. you know when you are like let me just give an earliest memory um when you when you would go for i remember in in like primary school second term was the term for for being uh for uh, extracurricular activities mm. so the rest of the time it's academic you are competing on an academic level yeah oh. that's what you've gone to school to do it's academic so if you're at the top you're at the top if you're at the bottom you're at the bottom and that's it but i remember in second term when all these other sports um singing dancing um acting all these things would come into play every single person it doesn't matter if you were the smartest person in class it doesn't exempt you mm. from participating in the african dances in poetry in singing every single person had to participate yeah and now i recognize that this was a place where i shine mm. i wasn't good in yeah. academics i was always at bottom of my which class. honestly surprises me because you seem like a very smart person like Don't i'm surprised I? that you yeah. had academic challenges <laughs> like that is so not what i see no my my brain was always in the sky. <laughs> I, I, maybe it was just you are the a dreamer learning, yes the, the, the mode of teaching yeah. was not i don't i don't see it was. i was always easily distracted mm. i remember being in class for a lesson and honestly i don't even remember what the teacher said mm. but in my mind i was somewhere else i was like you know just doing random things <laughs> so yeah these days I've, I've had people calling it um like the medical term is being di di dyslexic ADD? Not not ADD. ADD. Yeah. it's no it's di dyslexia something of the sort mm. but i also don't believe in those terms because it kind of puts you in a box mm. and it's almost like saying you have a learning disability mm. yet for me it just says you just have a different way of learning that doesn't mean it's a disability disability yeah. it's just yeah so back to my point is i noticed that when i'm in a, a space of, of of being creative i noticed that this is a place that i i, sh I shine yeah. And then the people that I looked up to, maybe in academics, they sucked. Mm. So it's almost like it brought everyone, it kind of equalized, equalized everything. Okay. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm not good at sciences, mm. but I'm good at uh, acting and singing and stuff. And yeah. this person sucks in this, in this area, and maybe they would come to me for like help how, like how can i sing better how can i act better and it made me feel like i had something to contribute mm. so for me the what made me kind of come out and be confident is um finding where what my space is where i'm valuable actually finding my value and finding my purpose once you find where your value and your purpose lies mm -hmm. you stop comparing yourself to other people because i know i will never value be, i'll never be good that's at a math. big thing i will mm. never be good at sciences I, however much i try like I, I i have to let that go for people who do it well please go ahead and shine <laughs> yeah. i know where my my space is and i 
that's where I, I've decided to grow. But that's a big and, thing yes. to do. It. Like if you get to a point where you recognize where you belong, that's e exactly. a very huge milestone. And I, I feel like many people, even at the age of 50, don't even, haven't even realized yet. Or yeah, they are still yes. trying to yes. live up to other people's... Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. And so when, I got, when I got into that mind space, mm. things like beauty and body, they honestly cease to be a thing. Mm. Like, because you're like, okay, you know what? Eh? Beauty is a depreciating asset. Mm. Like, it's not something, you're not going to be more beautiful as the years go. That, that can yeah. be debated. Because yeah. you can be more presentable. <laughs> the surgery. The surgery. You know. <laughs> but, but no, my, yes, my point yes. Is, you're not going to get to the age of 70 and be beautiful as more beautiful than you were when you were 30. Yeah, that's true. That's not something I should focus on. Mm. Yeah. But I know that I can be a better person at 70 than I was at 30. So for me, when I started looking at things like that, like all this stuff of you're not pretty enough. You're it's not, all temporary. It, it, it anyway. doesn't really... It's temporary as yeah. much it, it it's something that i think about sometimes you go to a place and you are surrounded by beautiful people and you're like <laughs> but you always get attention anyway so i don't know why you have that problem no 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 i'm just saying when it comes to comparing yourself to people yeah. people because it doesn't matter yeah. how beautiful that, you are or how people the most beautiful person in the room is, can be secure. is comparing themselves to the most because you might be the most beautiful person in the room, but you're not the most popular. Yeah. You're not the funniest. You're not the, you're not the smartest. Yeah. True. So you might be, you know, the wallflower, like the, the beauty in the room, but no one is even paying you any money yeah, because yeah. you are the boring. Room, yes. You have <laughs> nothing to contribute other than your beauty. Yeah. yeah. And so if you focus on that one thing, it's like, uh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> that makes nah. sense. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Mine was um, uh, interestingly, I'd like to attribute a lot of my confidence to the men who have been placed in my life. Ooh. That would be my dad and, and, and my brother. We're talking about any ex-boyfriends or anything like that. No, mm -hmm. eh? no just. No, but actually, <laughs> I, I think I want to sort of spread this spread okay. this love okay. to all the men I have encountered. <laughs> Um, but let me start with my dad mm -hmm. and, and my brother. I remember once, okay, so you know, a dark skin was not the biggest of my worries. And I've had body issues. I have body <laughs> issues. Very many of them. Uh, um, I'm short. I'm not exactly skinny. So let's look for, you know, um, the best narrative for it. Uh, okay, let's move forward. Uh, okay, <laughs> please. <laughs> But this is the thing. I, I remember one time when I was about 15, I was walking on a certain road and um, I used to walk. I was very self-conscious. Yeah, I had a big bust. I was a chubby girl. I, I, I was walking and I used to walk looking downwards. And I remember my, um, my, uh, my brother was coming from the opposite side of the road. And then we bump into each other and then he goes, look up, keep your head up, right? Never ever walk with your head down, down yeah. right? You deserve to be <gasps> here. <laughs> oh. 
You right. deserve to be enjoyed as <laughs> much as anybody else, right? Yeah. That was my brother. Oh. Before sweet. that, it had been my dad who used to tell me this. He used to say, every time we would have, we used to have our meals, our family dinner together, and all of us were required to present an opinion on anything. Yeah. All of us. So from the youngest to the oldest, my dad would posture an idea. For example, the sky is blue, discuss kind of thing, right? Mm. And everyone was required to give, bring intellectual discourse to the table, right? And my dad used to say, nobody has the monopoly over intelligence. The same way, nobody has monopoly over stupidity. You get to choose. Ooh. Whatever you want to be, you be, right? Yes, you choose. Yes, that's a, you that's choose. a big one. Okay. And, and, and I, yeah. I, I remember, for me, my, my closest parent, or the, the parent I was closest to as a child was my dad. Mm. He was my champion. And it wasn't just, oh, my princess. No, 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 no. Mm. I was both the princess and the prince. I was, you know, I was everything. You know what I mean? There was was nothing I was not allowed to do, right? So while I was allowed to have uh, dolls and brush their hair, I was also given toy cars to race because I could be good at that as well. And my dad kept on telling me, you can do do anything, target anything, you can do that. As in you're not limited to one one thing. And I, I recall those greatly because even now when I have discussions with guys I and they, their parents, even if they're split from, from the mother of their child, I keep asking them how much influence they have on their, especially daughters. And yeah. I know people put a lot of weight on, you know, fathers and their sons, you know, they need a, a role model. I feel like daughters really require a male Exa- role model yeah, I, to I tell agree. them everything from they are beautiful, they are smart, they mm. are... I had these things from the men in my immediate family. Yes. You know? Yeah. And even even if they were saying it when everyone else, the whole world was telling me, you're, you're really not those things, right? Yeah. This was This was my champion. So if my champions believed this of me, then it must be true. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I grew and I got to, I, I found myself, first of all, being, uh, taking, you know, my education led me to spaces that had more guys than, than mm, girls. Yeah. And, um, my, my career has also taken me into a space where I interact more with guys than I do with, with women. Mm-hmm. I have gotten to appreciate the respect and, um, the, 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 uh, well, let me, validation is, I realize, you know, validation sort of makes people seem weak, but I think we all get need val- validation from mm. some place. And the, the, the men I have interacted with have sort of set me in a space where I'm allowed to be unique, that you come as a package, what's and all, right? Yeah. So I am allowed to be Erina, the chubby one, Erina with a big bus, but I'm also Erina, the, the smart one, I'm Erina, the... The, the creative one, I'm, I'm allowed it's not just to a be... Box. Give me yes. all my titles. Yes. Don't, don't give me yeah, one, yeah, just yeah. give me all my crowns. Correct. <laughs> yes. I'm collecting. All of them, I will take them. I am both the prince and the frog. Things. Kind of argument. And, and um, it was also very important for me, very early, to recognize that, listen, the world does not, is not linear. It doesn't op- operate in a straight line. Yeah. And you now need to be in your own corner. Yeah. So over and above, you know, while I've, you know, praised the, the guys, I also have to appreciate the women who have, you know, also been on my team, 
you know there have been those people for whom it's okay you you don't have to fit into a size two to be a part of this this yeah. this, this group dynamic you come as you are kind of thing yeah. there is something about being able to fit inside of to find a space to fit inside of mm. inside of other human beings we all long to to belong, to belong right yeah. and it, there's something powerful about people being able to accept you as you come mm-hmm. and and take you on uh, no matter what yeah. what your your struggles and and recognize listen at the base of all of this is humanity i've talked about ubuntu before that whole idea that we are all mm. you know we we are we are who we are because of each other yeah? yeah our humanity is tied to each other and and so for me those have been big things but having guys on a girl's team for me is a really 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 big deal i have not had i remember one time i was traveling i had come home for holiday and i was traveling to go to this uh, this country back to school for my second year of university and i stopped in dubai for an extended stay my my flight got delayed and I, i i met i ran into this man who took me on a tour a beautiful tour of the emirates and and it was it was really nice but i remember something he said he said he said he, he said I was difficult because I could not be easily swayed by a man because there was nothing I was being impressed by. And I honestly that thought is like that a was a to That's a big <laughs> yes. compliment. That is a compliment. I always, a compliment. as a parent, I wish for my children to not be swayed easily yeah, by yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. Yes. You stand their ground and only be swayed by what they believe in, what they think yeah, is yeah, good yeah. and good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest so prayer as a parent. It wasn't about him eh. telling me that, wow. oh, you know, I think you're beautiful and yeah. so let us like <laughs> no 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 no. It was it was such it was a really nice twenty four hours. We actually drove around. There was nothing hanky about it or anything. But I, I took that to heart. I took that as a a a compliment on my confidence. And on your character. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel I attribute a lot of these things to the people who have been um you know, at the, the base of, of yeah. you know, the, yeah. creating who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because they allowed me to be, and they did not try to put me in a box of, you know, a certain yes. specific element. Yeah. I could be Erina with all my parts. Yeah. I love it. I love <gasps> it. No, I'm, just, I'm just thinking now, as a, as a parent, like, these are th- some things I think about every day of, like, how... I want my child to grow up and be confident and not to have to go to, to like be able to not be as 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 I was very I was very timid and shy which I don't easily want for my kids easily swayed and you know easily put down you know and I'm like I want my children to be able to not experience these things because I want them to be able to be confident and be so sure of themselves not to the point of 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 of, of being having big egos mm. but just the point of being of knowing who they are and Knowing they deserve a space. And, and just being who they are and not allowing anyone to put ideas into their mind which they don't believe in or which they don't want to be because they feel like, let me just make so and so happy, let me do this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about them first and foremost, their happiness, what they really want to achieve, mm-hmm. you know. Because many of us grew up and were like, maybe, for example, like for me, I'm like, I did telecom engineering, why? <laughs> I feel like I feel like honestly I could have done something else right now where I'm right now. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm 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 still discovering myself mm. and I'm like 
telecom engineering. Am I sure I should have done that? Am I sure that's the route I should have taken? Mm. But anyway, right now, with all those years that, that I did engineering, I did it because it's what I was expected to do because of, let me say, the grades I had and, yeah. you know, I was good at science, yeah. you know, sciences. And so everyone was like pushing me in that direction. Mm. And I remember very well in high school when I was going to A-level, I was telling this guy, I told these guys on uh, one of our chat groups that I was forced to do all these physics, chemistry, math, yeah. economics. I didn't need to do chemistry. Mm. I needed to do physics and math. So everything else was not necessary. But because Perfect. I did well in, in, in those subjects, I was so miserable. In those, those two years of my A-level, I wasn't happy. I felt like I was forced. Mm. But I didn't stand my ground to say, no, I want to do this instead. Right. I didn't stand my ground. So I, that's what I'm saying. I want my children to be able to say no. Yeah. I know what I want. And this is it. I know you guys want this for me, but I feel like within me, I'm meant to do this and do that. Yeah. Purpose. Your purpose. You should be able to know this as early as possible so you don't waste time doing I know, other stuff. I know. Okay, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. It's fine. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how perfect. Even if you had people pushing you in the right yeah. direction, yeah. you will still make mistakes. That's true. But if you can make the right mistakes, because yes. there's making mistakes that will just derail you from from a, a path that would have been better for you exactly and then there are mistakes that you make just because you're a human being human beings will yeah. always make which is normal make, which is normal which is fine yes but I, and i understand what you're saying so yeah is there something that you think you think about i always have this thing in my mind mm. that if i could go back to being a child <laughs> but with the mind that i have now mm. what i would change is do you have like that one thing that if you went back to like it, it doesn't it might be primary school secondary school yeah or like is there a specific moment in your childhood that if you had stood up for yourself it would have changed everything you feel if i knew what i knew now i'd probably go for therapy as a kid really yes but why would you go for therapy as a kid if you can go back and correct what what no i mean up? i mean i feel like some things are not in your uh, so in you, your in your control, control. Mm -hmm. you understand. Yeah. So I feel like as a child, I'd probably go for some child sort of therapy. Child yeah. I'm telling you, like I honestly believe in therapy a lot these days. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So that's what I would change about my life. That's dope. And I believe that if even for many kids, all these trauma they go through, these experiences, yeah. if they could go through, because there's so many child psychologists now, yeah. for a reason, because mm. they know these things. Mm. So I feel like I would have done that. And I feel like by the time I was in high school, mm -hmm. I would have been able to be who I need to be yes. and be confident yeah. in myself and who I am and what I look like without even worrying about my flaws mm -hmm. and just being me and doing me, doing me, yeah. not doing what other people think of me or should or think so like I need having, to do. having somebody to talk to because I yes, know like as I think children, so, yeah. as much as you love your parents, yeah. as much as your parents There's some things you, you can't you can tell really. me anything. Come to me when you have to tell them. There's some things you can't tell your parents. I really don't parents. know why that is, but mm -mm. I think because you... I know why that is because like for most of our parents, even talking about 
sex. Mm. Mm. No, chill, chill no, sex. Um, no, but it's true. Okay, it's fine. true. It, it's, it's from sex to so many other things. That's yeah. clearly embarrassing. They... Even as an adult, I can't talk to my parents about sex. Are you sex. serious? I can't. Because, you're not, because your parents didn't condition you to, yeah, to be able to, to open to them about sex. those things. Yes. You see, if our parents were open about those things to us, mm. trust yeah. me, yeah. we'd be okay with opening Talking up but they it was like taboo insecurity. it was like taboo my sex conversation went like this <laughs> we sat down for we every year my, How my, my dad you start with that i was in uh it's one to 13 13 um my my dad Which is an old now yes it's really sex. old yes right now it so should be younger we sat down at, at we used to do new year's resolutions every year oh. and this is how my dad does it he goes um this uh my resolution this year is not to be a grandfather that was my talk on set it stopped there it ended there i received the message very well <laughs> oh my at least God. at least you'd had probably <laughs> Education about it from school, probably. Yes. So you knew how you'd get pregnant. But let me tell you, in this day and age, kids... A lot more needs to be done. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 not, and they hear so much from their friends. and mm. like. So even my son, at the age of nine, he knows what sex is. Mm. He's had the sex talk. He knows how it's done. He knows the male <laughs> sexual organ, the female organ. You can yeah. get pregnant. He knows. No! Because he came and asked the question because he had something at school. Bloody hell. So we, are, we, we as parents, we're, like, we're going to be different from our own parents and mm. try to be more open I so our kids can that. be Tell more open to tell us things. Too. And I'll tell you this, even the other day, so of course we know, they know the bad words, mostly Khaled, he knows the bad words, the F words, or whatever it is. <laughs> so he knows not to say them, and he knows if he says them, he'll get in trouble, right? Yeah. Like even if you hear them in a song or you hear them on TV or whatever it is, you know it's wrong. Yeah. So anyway... So they're doing these online classes and then like they have those side chats with their classmates and one of the boys used the F word mm. on him. So he's like, Mommy, can you imagine so and so has used the F word on me? <laughs> I'm like, and I know the, the other I'm kid's mom. So he's like, Mommy, I know as a parent you want to protect us from things, but please let me handle this on my own. What? Oh, wow. Don't talk to his mother, I'll handle it. I'm like, Ooh. Son? All I want to tell you is that, fine, you've asked me to do this, I'll do it. As long as you do not insult back, not be rude, you'd be the bigger person. He's like, mm -hmm. okay, ma'am, I let him handle. Wow. Exactly. I to hear what handling so, looks like. No, so, so, because he, so I'm like, I'm so glad my son can come and tell me these things. I'm saying, if I tell yeah. mom this, yeah. she will be grand or like react and whatever. And I'm a, I'm a person who overreacts. I won't lie. I'm an overreactor. Mm. But he told me, mommy, please just let me, please. He asked oh, nicely, let me handle this on my own. So, so, so he asked, so he asked his friend, why did you insult me like that? I mean, it was very unnecessary. And you know, if this is how it's going to be, just take me off your chat group. Take me off. So he took him off. Because of course now there was the whole thing. It was awkward, yeah. But eventually they, they put him back on. But for him he was like, if you're not going to apologize to me, just take me off that chat group. Mm. So he set his boundary. Exactly. So I was so proud of him. I was so proud of him. Go Khaled. And I'm like, I know, right? Yeah, so I was like, okay. You know, I want to be a parent who my kids can tell anything to. Mm. No matter how yes. uncomfortable. uncomfortable it is. Or and how you let them handle their situation. You see, guidance. as a parent, you need to also have yeah, there's guidance. Like yeah. I gave him some guidance on how, to, what he shouldn't do of like not insulting him. Mm. But let me step back. I won't and talk to the mother. Yeah. 
and say your son did this or like talk to your son about this. I'm like, let me, let my son handle this himself because he knows this thing. Empowering him as well, so right? Much. But I yeah. trust. I believe in your decision enough to let you handle this. Yeah. Trust he's like then he's like then going on twenty. This boy. So oh I'm like, fine. Let me gosh. just you know. So it's it's. I mean, he he's he's not a very troublesome child thankfully for now yes. and i pray that he never gets to a point where i'm stressed about my son yeah you know but i want him to be able to tell me anything even if he's like somehow gets drunk and he's like so slush and says oh my god i've drunk too much mom will be angry but let me call her and tell her to pick me up that actually brings me to yeah. it's hard but I wait i i asked tasha the mm. the whole question of if you could go back Yes, what would you... She as already said she, she said she would seek counseling. I would seek counseling yeah. as a yeah. child. I honestly would I would do yeah. that. What, what's yours? So so my question to you is this, and, and this is sort of swaying this, because mm-hmm. this is a sort of biased pool. I've, I've, I, last year, I went on this journey where I sought to understand guys a little better. Oh, right? wow, okay. And so my question to them That's was... That's important also. Yes. <laughs> that, listen, you're a man, a lot is expected of you, and being an African man, a lot more is expected of you. Yeah. You're required to be brave, but be strong, but be tough, but be kind, but many <laughs> things, right? Yes. So my question to them was, because we are human beings at the base... Of it all. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you cope? And I asked several guys that I know this question and all of them all of them simply said ah yeah we just you know there's no formula there's there's no there's no way to deal you just have to so my my, my, the reason i was asking this is because i realized a lot of men that i know closely have sort of resorted to alcoholism exactly yes masters social drinking yes to some level of drug abuse sexual sex addiction yes sex addiction sex sex they seek for sex so my my question to them really was was in that place of how do you deal with all of the pressure that's exerted on you as a guy Mm -hmm. how do you deal with it what is your coping they don't deal with it they just and they don't find ways out but they don't deal and let me tell you like now i was watching sorry i like watch i was watching love and hip-hop or something one of Mm -hmm. those shows Mm -hmm. and one one of the guys on there he's a macho guy but he says i go for counseling every week Mm. i need it he was telling one of his friends that these things you go through don't don't die alone Mm. go see a counselor and he's a macho guy like no one expects him to be the kind of guy who goes for counseling but he goes for counseling every week because he knows as a man all these pressures all these expectations things he even went through as a child anxiety whatever it is he needs to see a counselor regularly Mm -hmm. so what are you giving what platform are you giving your son to to deal with this because you see Unfortunately, even though you're sheltering him, and we've discussed that we all came from sheltered backgrounds, the world is waiting for him, and the world is unkind to black men, the way it's unkind to black women. And I openly tell him these things. Openly, I tell him this is how it is, the world is like like this out there, and like I ask him, how are you feeling about this? If something happens, I'm like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this? How do you feel about this? That's a very important question. Tell me what, how you, yes, I ask him, how, what is happening inside here when Mm -hmm. something happens? Like, then he opens up and says... This and this and that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've know. lately learned to ask two questions, and I ask it a lot of, of many people I interact with. How is yeah. your head and how is your heart? Come on. Now. As in, meaning, what is happening? What are you thinking about a thing, mm. and what are you feeling? But about what answers do you get most? Do you get I don't know. 
I you know sure. I think, I think yes. the first time I ask the question it it's unsettling because it requires you to dig deep. It's not how are you anymore. That's, that's why right? like the first thing would be like I'm not sure. I'm I don't, not sure. I don't yes. know. What does that mean? You know? I don't, yeah. But eventually I think it requires even though the answer may not come to me, it requires a person who's been asked of it to go and examine mm. you know, genuinely how is my head? Like what am I thinking and what am I feeling? At, at this time on this particular thing yeah i don't think we allow enough safe spaces for people that to is the biggest problem yeah. people will make fun of you they'll tease you your, your guy friends will be like ah you know this guy yeah. what like yeah no, so there's no safe how? space man yes. but then how do we i don't know but i think i think the the good thing about the the way the world is changing hmm is that we are now being conscious of our of the things we've kept hidden for so long i believe oh, that our parents that is, came from a place big. where uh, you are allowed you were supposed to be strong and be stoic as a woman you suffer because it is the role of a woman to suffer in silence <laughs> okay you're not allowed to be miserable that you know your husband is beating you or cheating on you you're not even allowed to express an opinion you're supposed to be stoic that is a mark of a good wife yeah. right and now we're getting into that place where things are changing right i'm allowed to have an opinion i'm allowed to express this opinion how it is received is a different I'm not thing, right? How I feel. Yes. Yeah. Now, di- different people receiving how I'm feeling is is, is another discussion. Yeah. You know, we we go slowly, yeah. but I think what is happening is we are beginning to recognize that you know these these ideas we have that have been put on us through generations, they don't have to. We don't have to live up to that. I don't have to be skinny to be alive. Things. Do you understand? <laughs> I don't have to be a certain type of way yeah. to be described as a woman. I was having a conversation with my mom just yesterday. Mm. And we were discussing... Um, uh, and she, I, I required her to help me with a counseling session for somebody. Um, I, my mom is very good at, so, at counseling. counseling. And, and so I, I had asked her to talk to a friend's parent who's going through some challenges. And so my mom now comes to the, the point where she's discussing, oh, you know how, you know, money really doesn't mm. mean anything anymore. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're happy. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're successful. It's just money. It can be made and it can be lost. Mm. Then she says, she's, she starts talking about how she's grateful that, you know, she can come to, to my home and have mm. a clean home and, you know, have a discussion ideas. And I laughed about it. I said... I'm, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned you come to a place where you cook. Then she says, yeah. I recognize you for what you are. <laughs> right? That's and deep. I recognize that, that my, my, of, of, of all of the kids, my Hassan, right, my brother, is the better cook. And I thought that was profound because what she's acknowledging is, listen, you're good at what you do, right? And it's okay to be good at what you do. I'm not expecting you now to go and also cook on top of that. You know, just to say I can't cook. It's just to say that because I'm not my good mother, as. right? <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay. <laughs> but I, I think guys need to be, especially now, you know, you're a mom. You, um, as as you know, we, we we need to be careful about 
how we talk to our kids and you're a parent so you would be able to <gasps> it's a struggle let me tell you sometimes I feel like I'm failing at times I feel like I'm failing but then and I'm hard on myself and I beat myself up I'm like I did this wrong I didn't react the right way I didn't give the right you know sometimes I feel like I'm not doing the right, a, a good job then Sometimes I do. So it's a roller coaster yeah. also. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Eh? At least you are aware and you're reflecting and you yes, know that's true. you know where you're wrong. And, and do you know I actually apologize to my kids? That I think it's so an amazing thing. The times I'll be like, Khalid, I'm sorry I didn't react the right way. I lost my temper and you know I should have acted differently, but also at the same time you could have done this different or you know, like I actually say sorry to my kids. Like I'm sorry I, think that's I did this. Yeah, and not any of you had I'm sorry for your parents. <laughs> it was I am the person of this house and what mm. I say goes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We all grew up that way, but we have the opportunity to take our own experiences about what we think of ourselves and put ourselves in the, the mindsets of our children and try to do better, I suppose. Because even our parents believed they I mean, yeah, they're doing the right thing. Could. What because they knew. It was not easy for me either. What know? they know. They, yes. They're doing what they know. Yeah. Now, luckily, we have all these other avenues to see things differently and to realize I that. I read this book that said, like, it doesn't matter how good or bad of a parent you are, mm-hmm. you're going to fuck up your kid in some way. Oh, my God. I think so, decide. <sighs> Decide which way. That's painful to hear. Way to fuck up your kid. Mm. Meaning that you can be the parent that says, "I'm the parent. I know. I know everything. I know best. Mm. So I'm going to raise you according to my standard mm. until you're 18, and then you can make your decisions for yourself. Or I am going to partner with you." in this journey of you growing and in me being Well, they also parent. still mess up even in And drink. even then... They'll still as, mess up. As, as me. hard as you try to be... They even say you can be... They did a whole study. Mm. Parents that were best friends with their kids. Mm. Parents that were the, the authoritative Pitiful, person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, parents that were the, the emotional clutch. Mm-hmm. Parents that were overprotective. Mm. It, no child came out Perfectly. without some sort of trauma. Yeah. So which kind of parent are you going to be? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be I I think I would rather be a parent that gave my child a voice. Gave I want to be friends with my children. Yes, be friends. But also have some boundaries. Exactly. What 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 but do you mean by boundaries? As long as you recognize that even then you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. So I think what the, the the challenge now is being at peace with how you're going to the environment you're going to let that happen in. Yeah. So that even if you've messed up, it's not that your child is going to be like, I cannot wait until I'm 18 and I'm out of this house yeah, and I'll yeah. never talk to my parents again. Yeah. But yeah. Your, par- your child can be like, you know what? My mom messed up here, but I know that she's a human being. I know that. She, and she apologized to me. She said she was sorry. She said she was in a bad place. She was in a bad mood. Mm. So I can still go back to my mom and mm. we have a conversation and move on from whatever situation that we, we, we were dealing with. Yeah. Which I was it's, like, it's, it's, it's actually very, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's parenting is one of those things which is, <sighs> <laughs> there is no formula. <laughs> okay, so I would like to ask, going back to um, the topic about our self-image, right? And I know this is now trans- propagating itself and translating itself into 
our children and things like that. At what point did you realize you were enough? 